Welcome to Binge on Selva podcast. I'm your host Anna, but you can call me Anchi. For the past few years, I've been struggling with binge eating disorder, severe procrastination issues, and a really poor self-image. Any kind of self-love has been pretty much non-existent. But I've realized I'm not alone in this, as millions of others struggle with accepting who they are, and we all fight our inner battles. I'm not an expert on this, nor I claim to be, but I have a story and I want to share it with you guys, raw and honest, with all its highs and lows. Every Tuesday, I share my experience, thoughts and tips on overcoming binge eating disorder, procrastination and tips on gaining self-love and respect. Join me and our listeners on our journey to build a healthier and kinder relationship with ourselves. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. For more content on binge eating, procrastination, self-love and self-acceptance, visit bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Disclaimer, Binge on Self-Love podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for a diagnosis or treatment. Hello lovely people, welcome to the Bench on Self-Off podcast. If you're new here, hi, my name is Anna, but you can call me Anchi. I'm the host of the Binge on Self-Love podcast, where I share my thoughts and my experience with binge eating, self-acceptance and procrastination, basically everything related to building a healthier relationship with yourself. First and foremost, I want to thank you for taking your time and for tuning in. I hope you will enjoy this podcast, and if you do, make sure to rate the podcast in the Apple Podcasts and subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts at. Today I want to talk about labels and limiting beliefs, which I think is something we all can relate to. We all put labels on ourselves and we label other people. We put people and things into boxes to make it easier for us to understand those people and those things. Although labels can be beneficial, most of the time they are describing just a very small and narrow part of the bigger picture and they are ultimately holding us back. I've been labeled by other people as shy, introverted, dull and quiet, but the labels I've struggled with the most were those I assigned to myself by myself. Binge eater, procrastinator, failure. In this episode, I want to look at the labels from three different perspectives. If and how they can be good for us, how they can limit us, and I also want to look at labels from perspective of an eating disorder. I think I will actually split this episode into two parts so I have more time to talk about the labels as well as about the limiting beliefs. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Labels. What are labels and why labeling either ourselves or other people have such a power? Labeling something or labeling someone means you assign that person or that thing a certain word or phrase that quote should describe who or what it is. I think labels make sense when it comes to describing certain things and products, but even then labels are not enough to capture the complexity of things, let alone people. 
For example, if I say this is a computer, I assign a label to this thing, so you already get an idea what I'm talking about. But because the label computer is such a broad term, chances are you will all imagine a different kind of computer. Is it a laptop? Is it a desktop computer? Does it have a big storage? Is it gray? Is it pink? What about battery capacity? I know you're probably thinking like, what the hell, Anna? But with this simple example, I'm trying to showcase that labels can simply never be enough to describe something too complex without creating misconceptions and without creating stereotypes. So I let the computers be for now and I'll get into labeling ourselves and labeling other people. So why is it that we do that? That we label ourselves and that we label other people? My guess is that we do it to understand ourselves and to understand other people, to understand the world around us, because the world seems to be too complicated and too complex to understand. So when we put a label on a thing or on a person or on our problem, it suddenly doesn't seem that scary and that obscure. Labels give us a sense of comfort and peace knowing what to expect from yourself as well what to expect from others. If you label someone as an idiot, you're not going to expect anything positive from that person. Or if you label yourself as a quitter, you will kind of expect yourself to give up when things get tough and serious. And I'm not saying that it is necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes labels can actually be helpful for us to understand something, but I'll talk about that a little later. The thing is that more often than not, labels contribute to stereotypes and stereotyping people, creating quick assumptions that may not even be true, and assigning moral values that again may or may not be true. By putting labels on ourselves and on other people, we create a narrative of who we are or of who we think we are and who we think those people we labeled are. And it's not just us who put labels on ourselves, but the society overall does that too. Society labels us according to our gender, ethnicity, sexuality, religion, and other aspects. And this again contributes to creating stereotypes. Whether we like it or not, labels define who we are and who we will become. It affects our thoughts, our approach, our behavior, the decisions we make. We label ourselves all the freaking time. The way we look, the way we appear to others, the way we work, the way we learn, the way our body looks, the way we eat, the way we like to have fun. Smart, stupid, beautiful, ugly, failure, winner, fit, healthy, unhealthy, genuine, cheater, creative. All those labels reflect who we think we are. It forms us and it's who we will eventually become. So when can labels be good for us? If so, when and how? I do actually think that labels can be beneficial for us. In some situations, definitely. But what matters more than whether they are generally seen as good or as harmful is how we see them, how we approach them. I believe what really should matter is whether or not you feel comfortable with that label. What does that label represent to you? And do you feel comfortable or limited by that label in any way? When I personally think labels can be good for us is to help us to understand a situation or a problem. Obviously problems are too complex, but I feel like labels, labeling the problem can help us understand what's going on. For example, when I started binge eating, I had no idea what the hell I was doing and that 
what I was experiencing was something called binge eating disorder. I simply kept eating more and more food in one sitting, hidden in my room, spending money on my daily shopping spree, and falling asleep feeling sick of my stomach as well as feeling sick of myself. I thought I was going crazy and that there must be something wrong with me. And I believe I can never ever tell anybody about my problems because because I thought there's no chance anyone in the world would be experiencing the same thing and there's no chance anyone would understand if I couldn't understand it myself. But once I understood that what I've been experiencing are signs of binge eating disorder and I put that kind of label on it, on that problem, I felt some sort of relief. It helped me to understand that this is an actual problem. This is something that exists and there obviously must be a solution to this. I will talk more about labels and eating disorders a little later in this episode, but but I just wanted to use this as an example of when labels can be beneficial. But again, this is highly individual and your labels can only be beneficial to you if you choose them to be beneficial for you. You shouldn't accept a label just because someone told you to do so or because you want to fit into a particular box. You should choose a label only because you personally feel it's somehow beneficial for you, whether that's helping you to understand a problem, whether it's helping someone understand what you're going through. Another example when I think labels can be helpful are when those labels are positive. Positive labels can help us to boost our self-confidence, they can give us courage to try and explore new things, new places, meet with new people. Maybe labels can help you to understand who you are as a person and to treat yourself with more compassion. Again, this is highly, highly individual. I cannot help but think if negative labels have such power over us, imagine what could happen if we let the positive labels affect us with the same amount of power. For example, if you think about yourself and you label yourself as open-minded, chances are you're probably going to be more open to trying new things, traveling new places. If you label yourself as a confident person, you're probably going to be confident in your decisions, in your actions, your behavior, you're probably going to gain respect from other people more easily, and you will believe in your abilities and your capabilities. Now we're moving to the part where labels can be a little more complicated and when they actually are rather hurtful than helpful. Problem number one is that labels are limiting and they never describe a whole picture. As I've mentioned earlier, sometimes this can be an inevitable thing because there's not always enough space or enough time to tell the whole story. The problem is labels never describe the whole picture. They can never cover the complexity of who you are as a person, of your values and everything you stand for. The issue I have with labels is that by assigning yourself a label, you limit yourself that you are just that one thing or that one type of person. Um, Let's say you are a musician. It creates this stereotype that you always have to focus on just one thing and you can never do and you can never be interested in multiple things. Almost like you can't be a musician, a scientist, a family-oriented person, an athlete, a great cook, etc. at the same time. And maybe you've experienced this yourself when choosing your career, when choosing what you want to focus on in your life. There are usually multiple things we are interested in, multiple types of person we want to become, and labels simply do not help with this. This leads me to problem number two with labeling. 
labels are extremely limiting and they are holding us back. If I put a label on myself, I'm going to eventually become that person that I associate with such label. If I label myself as someone who always tries but always fails, I'm going to become that person. And then whenever I find myself in a difficult situation, of course I'm going to think, I'm only going to fail again because that's all I ever did. That's all I'm used to. Labels can hold us back from reaching our full potential. But just because you were told you're not smart enough to do this or you're not creative enough to do that, it doesn't mean it has to be like that forever. Labels are stopping us from trying. They stop us from exploring what we are capable of outside of that label. I've been labeling myself as a procrastinator, as someone who always starts but never finishes, as someone who's not persistent enough. So I've been living like that person. When there was a moment where I could either choose to try my best or to sabotage myself and procrastinate, of course I always choose procrastination every single time. But the true difference happens when you choose to try your best and to see what happens outside of that label. Giving yourself negative labels is going slowly but surely take its toll on your confidence and on the way you approach yourself. If you believe you're not capable of something, you're not going to take on the opportunity to prove yourself wrong. Problem number three, which I've already touched on a little bit, is that labels create stereotypes and misconceptions. I just think that a couple of words simply cannot describe who you are and who someone else is. We are quick to make assumptions about each other because it's easier for us and for our brain to simply throw someone into a box A or a box B or a box whatever. And I'm definitely not saying I'm not doing this. We all do it and we do it all the time. Like I said, it's inevitable sometimes, but it definitely contributes to creating stereotypes. One example that comes to my mind is fitness. I feel like we've learned to label someone as, quote, fit according to their appearance, meaning they have visible muscles and low percentage of body fat. But we don't really care that much about what that person really is capable of and about their knowledge, which create the stereotypes that you have to have visible muscles and you have to be, I don't know, lean or looking this way or that way to consider yourself as fit and to be considered as fit. This reminds me of Casey from Blogilates. She, I think she done a whole YouTube video on this, how people were discrediting her saying, how can she be a personal trainer and a fitness coach when she physically doesn't look like one? And I just find it so sad because I've been following her journey for a really long time. And all those people were just completely overlooking her capabilities and abilities and her knowledge as a fitness trainer only because of the stereotype they had in their mind, like how a fitness instructor or how a fitness person should look like. I will leave a link to that video in the show notes in case you would like to check it yourself. Another problem I feel labels give us is the sense of permanence. When we label ourselves, it's like we're ultimately deciding who we are, who we're gonna be, or rather who we're not going to be. It feels like once you get this label, you're never going to get rid of it in both positive and negative sense. Even if that certain label would describe a specific situation in your life, it doesn't mean that this label is going to describe you forever. To give you an example, if you currently struggle with finishing your studies, it doesn't mean you're going to struggle with that forever. 
it doesn't mean you're stupid it doesn't mean you're not successful it doesn't mean you don't try hard enough it only describes a little part of something you've experienced but it doesn't have to define you forever if you don't want to pretty much nothing in this world is permanent the world changes and evolves and so do we and so should our labels if we want to use them to give you an example, even if you are the friendliest person in the world, it doesn't mean you won't prefer to be on your own from time to time. Equally, if you are a really kind and honest person, it doesn't mean you will never get mad or you will never lie. It's like with the good food versus bad food labels I've talked about in the episode 16. Nothing in this world is just black and white. Neither is food, neither is you, neither is this world. And by trying to assign yourself a label, you are trying to fit in that black and white world. I've pretty much always been labeled by people as shy and as introverted and dull ever since I was a little kid. And I must say, I hated those labels. Because to me, those labels are associated with negativity. So shy, introverted and dull pretty much became the main labels I had been given and that I personally adopted. And this only proves how much power the labels can have over us because although I wasn't feeling like I was shy or introverted or dull, I somehow accepted that this is probably who I am and I started acting upon them. I've labeled myself as a binge eater, as a procrastinator, as someone who never really works hard, as someone who's just sailing through life and I've labeled myself as someone who always tries but never sticks to anything. And yes, maybe those labels are true, but they are true only in a certain context and as a partial description of something I've been going through and under certain circumstances. But it doesn't mean that it's something that I have to label myself with for the rest of my life. And it's not permanent unless I choose it to be permanent. So nothing is permanent and neither should be the labels we give ourselves and to other people. I want to pause now for a little bit and talk about the labels associated with eating disorders. If you've been around for a while and you've listened to some of the previous episodes, you know I've struggled with eating disorders, with anorexia and with binge eating disorder. And I feel like we can't completely avoid labels when it comes to our physical and mental health. But in the context of eating disorders, the negative labels can be especially detrimental to our mental and physical health. Labels can be beneficial for us and they can help us understand the situation we're going through. They can help us understand the problem we are dealing with. My experience with positive label in terms of eating disorder was labeling my behavior as binge eating. And I also labeled myself as a binge eater. But in time, that label became rather a burden than a helpful tool. I just want to remind you that this is just all my opinion and my point of view. I am not a professional, so please keep that in mind. And even though labeling eating disorders can be beneficial, your experience is going to be unique to you. My experience was positive at first, but once I started the recovery and few years into the recovery, I no longer found the binge eater and binge eating labels to be beneficial. I felt like they are limiting me from fully recovering and I still felt like even if I recover, I will still be a binge eater for the rest of my life. So to give you more context on this, binge eating used to consume my whole life. There was nothing else I was doing, nothing else I could focus on, nothing else I could think of other than food and binge eating. 
When I wasn't binging, I was thinking about the next time I will binge. And after I binged, I was thinking about how the hell am I going to get out of this binge cycle? My mind was wrapped around food and my appearance and binge eating, so there was no space left for anything else. Not for my friends, not for my hobbies, any kind of self-development, nothing. I am not saying this to pity myself, but I'm saying this to show this is how I live, this is how it was for me. I hold on to the binge eater label for a really long time during the recovery because it kind of helped me uh, navigate any changes in my diet and my eating habits. I definitely needed to approach the way I was eating in a different way. I needed to get rid of the good food versus bad food labels, which is something I've talked about in the episode 16, in case you want to listen to it. And I don't want to say that the binge eater label was necessarily helpful for me, but I think it may be was a little helpful during the recovery because it kept me aware of the things I needed to change. For example, I hardly ever had lunch at work, so this was one thing I needed to work on, so I started meal prepping my lunch. Also, morning routines and my morning breakfast was just simply all over the place. Sometimes I would eat leftovers from previous night's binge, sometimes I had just something super small and I felt hungry when I got to work. So I started to have a proper breakfast every single morning and I brought snacks to work. So when I got home in the evening, I had a dinner and I didn't feel the physical need to eat everything I put my hands on. So to sum this up, the binge eating and the binge eater labels kept me aware of things I desperately needed to change when it comes to my eating habits and my routines. But at the same time, I started to think, who am I without the disorder? Who I'm going to be and what I'm going to do? And I felt like that binge eater label was stopping me from finding that out. And it's scary, it's scary idea to let go of something that you've been associating yourself with for so long. But I felt like I personally needed that. So when I was working on these things and I started to let go of the binge eating label, I would say the thought of this was probably more terrifying than the reality of it because it doesn't happen overnight. It's a slow and gradual process. For example, as I was progressing in my recovery and my therapy, I suddenly came back to the idea that I want to finish my master's degree, which I've been postponing for a year and a half. I get back to reading more books, which I stopped doing when I started binge eating. I started to care more about the time I spent with my boyfriend and the time I spent with my family. And it didn't happen just by saying, I'm going to get rid of this binge eating label. No, it just happened in time. And I think that the more confident you become in your recovery, the more space you will create in your mind for other things. But please keep in mind that once again, this is just my experience and yours may be completely different from mine and it will be completely different from mine and that's okay. But I just want to say that eating disorders don't have to define you. They don't have to define your life. The more confident you will become in yourself during the recovery, the more freedom and options you will see. So I'm going to end the part one right here because I'm worried this is already going to be too long. Make sure to tune in next Tuesday for part two where I follow up on the labels and I will share my thoughts on limiting beliefs. We all have limiting beliefs which are holding us back and which are stopping us from reaching our full potential. But I will talk about this in more details next week. Talk to you soon. Bye! Thank you so much for spending your time listening to Binge on Self-Love podcast. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. You can find more content on binge eating, procrastination, and self-acceptance at bingeonselflove.com and on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Talk to you soon. Bye!